Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of FewerCast, our Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast, where we break down the week's Film Effect movie news from our Full Effect point of views. My name is Ed, and just as I am each week, I'm joined by the usual suspects, Jocelyn. Hey, guys. Andrew. Greetings and salutations. Justin. Hey, now. And Corey. What's up? What's up? This week, we have another slew of entertainment news to break down. Should be another fun-centric episode filled with good times aplenty. So without wasting any more time, let's tighten that grip and bring on the Rick, 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 Rick. I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. All right, so I'm going to kick off this week's movie news with uh, the the news of Robert Eggers. His Nosferatu's got an official site up. I didn't know films actually had websites still. This was kind of like the first thing I came to my mind when I saw this. I was like, wait a minute. Films still have official websites, and even if they do, they promote them like this? Like, Not since Paranormal Activity is what I remember. It's like every movie from like 2000 to 2010. But uh, yeah, I mean, I know this has been a dream job for Edgar. This is like a passion project of his. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing this come to fruition. Um Looks like Bill Skarsgård's going to be our Nosferatu. Willem Dafoe's coming back because he's in like every Eggers film. Nicholas Holt um, and, and Lily, Lily Rose Depp, Johnny's de- uh, daughter. Uh, Ooh, and also this week, I'm uh, worried about that one. According to this bloody disgusting article, Aaron Taylor Johnson signed on. So um, looks like it's going to be another all-star cast for Eggers. But. Uh, you know, it's, it's a gothic tale of obsession between a haunted young woman in 19th century Germany and the ancient Transylvanian vampire who stalks her, bringing untold horror with him. This is like the original Dracula. Basically, Dracula was an adaptation. No, this was this. a Dracula. This was a Dracula ripoff. Yeah, they took the rights to Dracula, so they did. They just basically took the story and made up their own version. Correct. Yeah, Bram yes. Stoker's Dracula was around before Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bram Stoker's Dracula, I think, know. is like the late 1800s, and Nosferatu is probably like 1910s at some point because it's a silent film, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Yeah. Look at me showing off my history. Also, it. there's that episode of SpongeBob that ends with Nosferatu flipping the light switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking hey. forward to it. I've always been a fan of the look, whatever yeah. it may be—a ripoff doesn't matter. Still cool, and you know, I just I just love that Eggers is staying in the horror genre. And um, yeah, thoughts. I mean, this is right up his alley. Like, <laughs> this is like a perfect movie for him to make. I'm sure they'll have like every attention to detail from the original uh, and the time period. So, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, he could make a movie about, like, two feral cats fighting in a trash can, and I'll watch it <laughs> at this point. So, I mean, it, it doesn't matter to me, but I, I've seen the original, and, you know, it, while it's not, like, one of my favorite movies, it's one I'm probably not going to go back and rewatch anytime soon. It is a seminal film. Like, it is important in movie history, So it, as far as horror, like any Turned horror fan. last year. What's that? It was 100 last year. It came out in 1922. So last yeah. year was the 100th anniversary. So, so. It, yeah, I watched it. it I mean, it, it was watchable. Like, it was still interesting to see where films have come from. And, you know, the it's oh, yeah. definitely off-putting watching it still still even today. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. I mean, I'll, I'll be down. I'll be there. I had so not seen. Was, I was going to say, maybe the... Uh, 
you never mind. I'm not even gonna go into it. I was, I was, I was gonna try and defend my fucking stupidity and my misfact earlier. What I was said when I, at the top of this little conversation, I was gonna say something along the lines of, uh, maybe he inspired the 1930s Dracula. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I meant by that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say, Andrew? I was gonna say I have not seen Nosferatu. Um, I think the earliest silent film I've seen is The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And honestly, I don't even remember why I watched that, but it was what good. What came out first, out of Metropolis? Because I'm a big Metropolis fan. Cabinet of Dr. Caligari is 1920, so it's even older than Nosferatu. I'm looking into it right now. No, I said Metropolis, a different style of film. 27 was Metropolis, so that's coming up on that's 100th anniversary. So, um, yeah, I mean, anybody else? Uh, Jocelyn. You're a big horror fan, right? Yeah, I'm. I've never seen the original though, so I don't really have much to like. You know, where, where's your uh, what is your take by? on Robert Eggers though himself? Have you seen uh, The Witch or The Lighthouse? Yeah, I've seen that Northman. Like, oh yeah, Northman. I forgot all, to mention that. Yeah, one, I've seen a lot of his films. Um, his, yeah, first film I've seen was The Witch, and then we watched. What do you, th- um, you think of The Witch? I liked it. Okay. Um, honestly, as much as I know, I don't like Anya Taylor Joy. I completely didn't even like. I forgot that she was in that movie because it had been so long since I had seen that movie. Oh. Um, but uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. Besides, you know, the, the you know, there's the one part with the baby. It was just kind of like, Ugh, okay, um, not the most enjoyable thing to watch. But uh. I mean, it freaked me out for sure. Made me not want to go in the woods for a really long time. Did you watch it with or without subtitles? Uh, I can't I remember. I know those accents are thick it's, in that movie. Seriously, it's been so long since I've seen oh. that movie. <laughs> um, I um, and then the lighthouse. Greg and I watched that. Um, I think like during like COVID and everything, like during lockdown and stuff, when there wasn't really much to do. And um, surprisingly, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, for like a psychological thriller i would call that um yeah absolutely it definitely it had its moments it's a where I was, yeah for sure um i mean it has its moments where i was kind of like okay is this over with now because i feel like it dragged on a lot but um i thought it was pretty good i mean i'm excited for this movie i just don't really obviously it's- i know who nusferatu is everybody should know who he is at least you know but mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen the original, so I don't really have much to, like, go on it, you know? You don't have a dog so. in this fight. I gotcha. Yeah, but I am excited for it, though. I'll definitely see it for sure. It's Where funny. Speaking speaking of the lighthouse, I know um, A24, Corey, I don't know if you heard about this or not, but they're putting the lighthouse out on their, their website, kind of like what they did with Midsommar. It's, uh, they have a Blu-ray and a 4K edition. It's going to be, like, a big deluxe oversized box and shit like that some with some cool stuff inside oh sweet yeah i hadn't heard about that yeah they, they, they did something similar a couple years back with uh midsomar and i, I, I picked yeah. that up i, I remember hearing about that yeah i i don't have it but i remember hearing about that yeah that's pretty so, awesome yeah so and it comes out officially next it was, it was announced yesterday and i think the 29th is the street date is when it's gonna it's when it's gonna ship excuse me so, what were we going to say, Andrew? One more thing on Nosferatu. Like, where would you watch a movie like that? It's got to be public domain by now, right? Is it on... Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking into that. Let me see. 
It's got to just be anywhere you want to watch it. I'm going right like, to YouTube, there's, there's actually. No, there's no way that somebody actually owns the rights to this film any longer. Yeah, I d I'm not sure. It's I, on I, YouTube. Um, I actually own it, and it's fairly it's on a short box. watch. It's on Tubi for free. Tubi. Oh, it's on Tubi. There you go. <laughs> oh, no. Andrew, it's on, um, it's on YouTube. Yeah, I bet. I mean, nobody's really collecting royalties on this film. Anymore. Oh, my God. It's an hour and a half. It's an hour and 28 minutes, yeah. God Amazon Prime damn. video, too. Okay. So, check I'll it out. I'll have to watch that sometime real soon, yeah. Justin, I haven't heard from I'm, you. I'm excited. Well, it, and keep in mind, there's two versions of Nosferatu. There's also um, Werner Herzog did a version in the late 70s. Um, I've never seen either, and I've been meaning to watch both versions forever and just have not gotten around to it, and this will probably give me the kick in the ass to finally sit down and watch the both of them um i'm not familiar with the I'm, 70s one what's that i'm not familiar with the other one that you were talking about yeah it's uh klaus kinski plays nosferatu and i got it i think up it's right is, now Isabella oh, johnny i believe the, is the, the poster the, right you know, away yeah i know i said yeah i know this poster yeah um okay. And I'm always excited for a new Agers movie. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely down for it. I, like I, it's too early to be super excited. Um, once yeah, they start mean, releasing, like, hasn't even started know, filming it yet. Yeah, exactly. Once they start filming, you start seeing set photos and especially a trailer. Then I'll really, I'm sure, start to get jazzed for it. <clears throat> yeah. So, and um, another thing I wanted to bring up too, and this just actually just came across my desk this morning uh wayne's world three potentially dana carvey apparently there was something down at the kennedy center with adam sandler getting some award the mark twain prize for american humor and uh who was it um someone spoke with dana carvey and he said he's always game and he, you know basically he put the the pressure he said he's down you gotta talk to myers though so I know, I don't know. Myers is kind of like, he did all those Austin Powers movies and shit. Why not come back a third time, you know? Would you yeah. rather Would you rather him do, and don't give me that shit, I'd rather him do neither. You gotta pick one. Would you rather him do uh, Wayne's World 3 or Austin Powers 4? You gotta neither. pick one. You gotta <laughs> pick one. That's the rule. You gotta I'd pick one. I'd rather see... I think Wayne's World Three is just going to be fucking sad. I'd rather see Austin Powers Four. <laughs> I think yeah, you could do. I think there maybe is something funnier about an old Austin Powers than there is about an old Wayne and Garth. Yeah, and I mean, I love Wayne's World growing up. I would sit there and just watch it like on repeat constantly. But Same. I don't know. I, I don't want to see two old men like trying to be cool. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Like it's not. <laughs> well, I know they revised the the characters for the. Uh, the, what was it the 35th anniversary or, or the 45th whatever it was back in 2015 then they had like that four hour show with everyone coming back for SNL and they did a Wayne's World skit um, well they did a Super Bowl ad like last year didn't they that's and it was, right and it was that's sad right. and it was like I was like ah like I don't know like, <laughs> the idea of an hour and a half of that is just cringy like what if they de age them I know yeah. no student's gonna no. no one's gonna fucking <laughs> sign off on that budget for that technology, yeah, yeah, right, if, exactly. You know, 
Kind of like the what? Kind of like the you got to pick one. What if they de-aged it? What would you think? If they de-aged it, and this might be too obscure a reference. If you guys ever watched the Love Guru, the the like the last kind of. Like, oh, I'm familiar official. with it. I've just never had the fucking all that. I've never had the it, balls to sit down. I, yeah, I was. I was like and it, watch it, it. It was about a year and a half ago. It, like it was running on cable. I'm like, I gotta just fucking watch this thing and see if it's as bad no. as everybody says. And it's mm. somehow even worse than everybody says like it's an awful fucking movie yeah but there's like a de-aging scene where they put like mike myers head on a little kid's body so i'm like if they do the entire wayne's world like that kind of de-aging maybe i could watch it because it, it, there's just something terribly like just so bad I don't know. Funny about that i mean they could always come <sighs> I get what you're saying about the whole look, you know, being sad because of, you know, age thing. But, I mean, they can always embrace it. What if they found a way? What if they had, like, a, a, maybe they could just, I, I don't know, because I'm not them. But what if they had the perfect idea for a third film? It just never, like, is there any comedy, like, like that Coming to America sequel wasn't awful. But it's like, I watched it and yeah. immediately forgot that I had watched it. Like, What about... I feel uh, like they're like Dumb and Dumber or whatever. See, I like Dumb and Dumber too. So yeah, yeah. Dumb and Dumber Sorry. 2 was pretty Dumb and Dumber good. 2 had some Bill funny ass stuff. Bill and, and Bill and Ted, Ted face the music was funny. That's that's like the first thing that I thought of was but I didn't see Bill and Ted because I was just kind of like eh. I mean it was weird <laughs> seeing Keanu after all those roles he's done over the years since Bogus Journey. I mean it was a little weird it took me a little bit but eventually I got I you know I was like okay that's Ted. Because at first I was like, man, Keanu's trying way too hard with the, uh, you know, the whole Keanu thing. But like, because like, I'm looking at John Wick and shit, you know, it's just weird. First off, he shaved his beard, which was just like, we're at the point now in life where like when Keanu shaves his beard, it's like weird to me. So yeah, you look I, weird without it. Yeah. So, but, but I don't know. I'm just kind of like getting off track here. The, the, the point is it could work. I should. I guess I should ask the question: Where's everybody out on Wayne's World Two? I like it better than the first one. Wow. Okay. You're not the first person I've heard say that. And I, coming from a guy who likes both of them, I can't say equally because I love the first one. Yeah, so much. I like both. I like both of them, but I think the first. I always thought the first one was a little overrated, but the second one I find very even still. Like my son recently got into him, so I, I didn't oh, watch wow. him start to finish, but like. um I, I would watch bits and pieces of, of them when he was watching them, and I still find two funnier. Because Wayne's World is a movie that I bought back when it first came out on VHS, like 30 years ago. And, like, it was one of those films where, like, I wore out the VHS. I watched it so much. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. I didn't even know, I, I didn't even get a lot of the humor because I was just, you know, seven, eight years old, and the movies got some shit in it that you know wouldn't make sense to a kid at that age but still i mean even though some of the stuff went over my head i just one of those films like i said i just wore out the film on it because i just rewound it and played it back so much it was like it eventually became like background noise while i was playing with my action figures you know every time my kids say something inappropriate to me or like want to back talk i always say squeeze me baking powder baking like, powder right and they're like what and i'm like never mind <laughs> And I remember there was always like, I, still, it's like one of those things where like, I, I can't find anything on it, but I swore somewhere in the promotional ads and marketing for the film, I remember seeing, 
uh, a, 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 a scene or something involving a robot Garth. And, and then and, never made it into the movie. And then, right, but even though, <laughs> even now, it's like I just got Paramount a few months ago put out for the 30th anniversary of 4K, and I, I picked that up, and there's no scene on it. There's nothing for years. I, I couldn't <laughs> find a picture. Of being, I couldn't even find said trailer or or whatever it was where I saw one. Because there's a scene effect. in the movie where like he's playing, where Garth's playing with a robot hand. And I was like, I always thought, like, is that the robot Garth? Is he, like, working on himself? Like, pulling, like, a Dr. Frankenstein? But, like, again, no scene comes to fruition. And then a couple years later, a little movie called Stay Tuned came out. And there's a scene where John Ritter gets sucked into, like, it's, I forgot what it's called, but it's it's essentially Wayne's World. And both of them are, like, demonic and, like, kind of robot-ish looking. And I don't know if it's like maybe I, I saw that somewhere and got conf- and got them both confused. <laughs> but I thought that this goes back to when the film first came out because, like I said, I once it came out on video, I remember I bought it from BJ's, and you know it's I don't know I don't know just I like both films personally. Andrew, are you even a fan of Wayne's World? Period. Are we talking about Wayne's World or are we talking about Austin Powers? Wayne's World. Okay. Um, I mean, I like Wayne's World. I like Wayne's World one better than two, probably. Okay. But I will also say that I have not seen these films in about seven, eight years. Okay. Um, I'm not diehard for them. It was obviously so. before my time, not before my time, but before my cognitive time, I should say. That makes um, sense. If they were to, I mean, make they, they one came of these... out less than two years apart, so they, they. I know the second film got rushed. Sure, sure. Um, I get the comedy, but I've just never been a diehard SNL fan, so it's kind of hard to sell me on an SNL film. Uh, like Night at the Roxbury's, I'm, I just don't like that film at all. Um, but I'll so you're also not a big s- fan of, of the ladies' man. No, <laughs> it's not not at all. It's Pat, um, yeah. <laughs> Even though Quentin Tarantino did some ghost writing on that film, <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's bad. That still Anyhow, wouldn't drive you to see it. No, the the argument that you had earlier, though, as to, as to whether I would so appreciate Stewart saves the world. Never mind. <laughs> Isn't Stewart Mad TV? The different character. Anyhow, um, so if I had to choose between Awesome Powers Four and um Wayne's World Three, I'd probably pick Wayne's World Three because let's face it, I'm not watching either one of these two films, and I would feel less bad not watching a Wayne's World Three, I guess. Okay. Corey? I legitimately yeah. liked Awesome Powers 1 and 2. 3 is okay, but I, I like yeah, it. I, I hate, I hate Gold Member. Yeah, I do too. And to be honest with you, I'm not even that big of a fan of the first film. The only one that I don't like is, is, Sh- is Bioshagged Me. I genuinely only like part 2 of that series. So that's where I stand on Austin Powers. So let that be known. There will not be a film effect on the Austin Powers films anytime soon. <laughs> Just throw that out there for anyone who's curious in case... Uh, yeah, no, it's not uh, happening. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I would take Austin Powers, honestly. I'm a bigger fan of the Austin Powers series uh, than Wayne's World. I like Wayne's World, don't get me wrong. I just didn't grow up watching it a ton. Like, I, you know, I would catch it when it was on cable here or there. And I always en- game yeah. on. I, I always enjoyed it. Um, I think also what soured me is I played, like, I think it was on the Super Nintendo. It was a Wayne's World game. God, yes. that game sucked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that was an LJN game because I thought it was like played. I thought it played out like the Home Alone two video game on PS two. I don't know. It, it was terrible, but uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. I would take Austin Powers. I, I think Justin kind of hit it. I, I think it could be funny. They could make jokes like Mike Myers is kind of old and fat now, and <laughs> he could be back as Austin Powers. So uh, I I could get on board with that. I I like all three of them. I mean, yeah, Goldmember is definitely not <laughs> a good one, but I still enjoyed all three of them for different reasons. But I'm I'm a big fan of the spy genre uh in general so i i like the fact that you know his take on all that so yeah i would take austin right. powers but i mean i would take a wayne's world too I, I i think it could be done well we already got a wayne's world too you mean wayne's world three thq actually published wayne's world and they published home alone too uh video game publishers are a lot more dominant than developers back in the day. It's developed by like literally three people. So, Well, thank you for that. Since you're talking and you gave us such groundbreaking trivia on that, why don't you uh, tell us your little report this week? What are you going to bring to the table? So, it's so weird and you even actually uh, agreed with me. I was not aware that Broken Lizard was making a new film. Uh, my buddy Kenny had actually posted it on, um, fuck, he posted it on Facebook, I believe. But, God, hold on. Bear with that's, me here. That's I, gotta, where you actually, I it. actually gotta look it up. Uh, Cassie? Casey? Q U A S I. Obviously. Quasi. 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 Is, is that pronounced quasi? Quasi. That's, yeah. that's, that's how you spell quasi. Yep. Okay. Well, either way, um, <laughs> the more you know. I. <laughs> The trailer, I, it was okay. I, I had fun watching the trailer. I'm just more or less like, I could have not watched this trailer at all and just heard that it's a Broken Lizard film and I would have been front and center. You know, I, lo I love uh, Super Troopers. I, I'm one of the, like, I enjoy the uh, latest Super Troopers. I don't think Listen. it's a fucking all-star classic, but it's still fairly enjoyable for sure. When people, of course, when you broke, the topic of Broken Lizard comes up, everyone turns to Super Troopers. I get that. You know, I'm a big Super Troopers fan as well. I get it. It's a Dread, funny movie. Dread Island is probably my favorite, honestly. Club Dread is Club the name Dread, of that movie. That's it. Club Dread. But let's dive a little bit deeper about in the Broken Lizard. Like, where are you out on um the 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 um oh my god, I just had it in my head. I'm even I'm fucking slipping. The restaurant film. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, slamming Salmon. Slamming Salmon, yes. I, I had that in my fucking... It just it slipped my mind for a second. There. The movie sucked. <laughs> no. That fucking scene. I, th th this is... I remember me and Sean watched that movie when it first came out. And the part where Michael Clark Duncan is trying to pronounce... Um, what the hell is that word? I forgot. Oh, my God. But... Uh, Wow, I can't believe I'm forgetting everything right now because that used to be a scene where like him and I used to fucking quote it, like to a T. Um, anyway, the, he's trying to fucking pronounce a word, and like it's one of those things where him and I laugh for fucking. We, we laughed so hard and like rewound it and um, Mitrape, Mitrapes. That's the that's what he's trying to pronounce, Mitrapes, and he keeps on saying like it's like. Metropolis, and he's like, meat drapes. <laughs> and the other guy's like, it's Metropolis. Like, that scene had us fucking in stitches. And 
yeah, there's some other stuff that's funny in that movie. It was just, it wasn't consistently funny. It's just, it's not a bad movie. It's just, it could have been better, a lot better. How about Beer Fest? I'm surprised no one mentioned that film. I actually like Beer Fest. It's not as good as Super Troopers, but I, I enjoyed that. I, I love the fact that, like, um, Beer Fest what's his name? So Landfill. Funny. He dies. Yes. <laughs> he has a twin brother that comes back. They're like, do you mind if we call you Landfill? <laughs> like, it's just so dumb, but entertaining and i like the german guys like they're pretty funny like all the actors like will, yeah, will Forte and, and shit yeah and it, it, it's pretty entertaining like at the end too uh, with the drinking the games yeah. dude yeah the games are pretty funny your beer fest is funny i like that but yeah i'm with i'm with my brother club dread that's like always been my favorite like i saw that in the theaters and just thought it was so fucking funny and like that's a movie that no one likes. That's another one. It's like every time I bring that up, they're like, "Oh, that movie sucked." You Bill like Paxton, that? Bill Paxton is Coconut Pete's great. Coconut Pete, dude. And when the fuck they keep on mentioning the uh, fucking Jimmy Buffett, he just gets all pissed off and shit. It's 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 a great gimmick in that movie. Uh, I miss Bill Paxton. That's yeah. Club Dread's always been my favorite. You know. Maybe it's because, like, you know, a little a part of me loves the genre in it, but it's also a funny movie. So, um, yeah, anything else you want to talk about it with, with in, in the form of uh, Broken Lizard and Quasi Andrew? I mean, not particularly, just <laughs> I, I, admit, tra- I haven't watched the trailer yet. I, I haven't gotten around to don't it. Don't even bother watching the trailer. I'm sure it's not going to do the movie justice. The, the best part <laughs> about it. Why'd you bring it up? <laughs> because I didn't know there was a new Broken Lizard film coming out. You know what okay. I mean? Like, I had literally I no gotcha. fucking idea about it. And if I'm in that, if I'm in that, you know, seat, I feel like every, a lot of others are with me. So in case you didn't know, I highly recommend, you know. I'm sitting here trying to fucking defend them, and you're like. <laughs> kicking well, them while they're the, down no, I, I'm not saying the, the trailer's bad I'm saying that the trailers never do any of these movies any justice you know what I mean like the the sheer comedy behind the films is just like actually sitting down and watching it's like kind of improv in a way Jocelyn where are you at on Broken Lizard I'm I hate all of those movies <laughs> <laughs> I, I know <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, I watched. Here thinking, should I, I just let the, her remain silent or bring her into the conversation? I was trying not to be a dick, but like when he sent that trailer, I watched it and I didn't even smirk. I was like, "This is so fucking stupid." <laughs> <laughs> My Joyous. cousin Justin used to like be obsessed with Super Troopers and stuff, and I'd just look at him and be like, "I don't get it." <laughs> I still say, "Give me a liter of cola," yeah. all the time. <laughs> Listen, meow. This is Officer Farver. Give me a liter of cola. I say meow all the time. Yeah, what's so damn funny? Yeah. Um, and real quick before um, we move on from Broken Lizard, I just want to say one more thing. Kind of an unofficial Broken Lizard film, the Dukes of Hazard movie back from two thousand five. Yeah, because he directed it. It's a funny Jay- fucking movie, and they're all yeah. in it. They're all Jay- pretty much in it, except for like one of them I think uh, is missing. But like, they're all pretty much in it. I've always considered an unofficial Broken Lizard movie. So, I've and I've always been a fan of that movie. I know I don't bring it up as much, but like, I've never been mad at it. It's always made me laugh. I saw it in the theaters when it first came out and I was like, you know, it's Broken Lizard. I'm sorry. I've never actually seen it. I also did not know that they had any affiliation with it. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. the Jay. Sh- I don't know how to say his last I name. He has a long last name. Jay, but it- the guy who directs all of the movies, he directed that. And then they're pretty much all of them except for maybe one of them. 
the guys, they all have roles. So is it yeah, pronounced Cam Chandreska? Is. Chandreska? Maybe. I'm not even gonna, you know, disrespect him by trying to pronounce it. So that's all. I, I just wanted to bring that up real quick. So, uh, Jocelyn, you're up. Um, of course, I want to talk about Ted Lasso again. I probably talked about this <laughs> as much as uh, Andrews talked about The Last of Us. Um, but uh, so the the cast of Ted Lasso um went to the White House. And they use the show as the platform to speak about um, mental health. So um, I saw that on Twitter. I think it was like, yes, I think it was yesterday morning. They went and actually did it. I could be wrong. But um, I don't know. I just I, I think it's great. Um, if you've seen like the great. show, you know why they do it. If you haven't, spoiler alert, um, Ted has crippling anxiety um, and crippling anxiety is something that I've dealt with for the last couple years and uh, it's definitely something that needs to be talked about more because people don't realize how like debilitating it can be um, emotionally and physically and I just think it's great when, when people can get out there you know even if you don't know who Ted Lasso is I'm sure people might have clicked on it because they were like oh it's Jason Sudeikis you know um, yeah, I've never seen it, an episode I yeah, don't care. But you can spoil away. I'm no, I'm never gonna watch it. No offense. Okay. No, I, I I I'm not caught up, so I don't want to spoil it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, don't, no, don't no. I'm that. not gonna say. I mean, well, but you, but you know, he has anxiety. Like, yeah. I mean, you, that yeah. doesn't spoil the show at all. Like, in the least, honestly. Um, I don't well, know. Can I we just, have I, a conversation on this anxiety that you speak of? About mine or just in about general? in general? I mean, oh. you're t- you brought it up with the whole Ted Lasso, you know, bringing attention to it in, in, in the form of the White House and everything. And I don't know. I mean, I remember when the pandemic started a few years ago. I mean, we can get personal for five, ten minutes. I don't care. Uh, when the pandemic around the same time, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was driven by the pandemic. But for the first time, I was getting like severe panic attacks and like. Mm-hmm it really fucked with me like i thought that like the whole i i thought i was gonna like you know have a fatal heart attack my heart was gonna explode everything was just kind of caving in at once and like well, it we wouldn't didn't stop know what was gonna happen no, yeah, no, no, no i'm not I, I said i was i'm not gonna sit here and point the finger at i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna blame where it came from off the pandemic it just happened around the same right. time you know what i'm saying um I, I, I mean, personally, I don't feel that it had anything to do with the pandemic because I looked at the pandemic as kind of a. I looked at it. I tried to be, you know, a, a positive. Uh, I tried to think positive about the pandemic and everything, and I was like, you know, this is giving me an opportunity to sit home and catch up on things and do this and do that and just, you know, get the much needed break that I've been wanting without whatever like i'd follow the rules i was masking yeah. up you know i was doing all the things because i took it very seriously listen to early episodes of the film effect you know i was very cautious and i was very open about masking up and stuff like that i took and and, and getting vaccinated once we were all able to so yeah so I, and but yeah i was getting like i was waking up with them I, they were coming and going there was no set pattern but i was getting to like it happened like three or four times a day sometimes i was only sometimes it was less i was i considered it pure luck if i went through an entire day without getting one at the time and they lasted for like three or four months Mm -hmm. to the point where like i was very open about it 
talking to people, trying to like find out what it was, where it was stemming from, because I had never experienced it before. And like, it was just, it was scary. For the first time in my life, I was legitimately scared about something and it sucked, you know? But then yeah. eventually it went away. I just kind of like started being more upbeat. Like I, I just try to be, I don't know. I, 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 I always describe it as I, I mentally conquered it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then every now and then it'll sort of happen, but like it's been a, I, I can honestly sit here and say it's been at least a year and a half since I've actually experienced something similar to those. I don't miss them, and I wasn't wishing them on my worst enemy. It was right. some of the worst shit. Yeah. So I don't know if that's kind of like related to anxiety because I'm not, you know, a doctor or someone who typically deals with these kind of things but i hear about it all the time and there are issues that do need to be talked about more often and stuff i i agree with that a hundred percent i could not agree more so instead of just saying something let's act on it and that's why i said let's just have a five ten minute conversation on it since you brought it up so yeah i mean if you wanted to be open about it that's that's totally up to you if you don't want to you know that's totally fine I mean, mine mainly stems from, I mean, you guys, I've talked about it before. My mom passed away like 11 years ago and it was, mm-hmm. you know, Ed, it was oh, I know. I remember what happened. completely unexpected. I mm-hmm. mean, she was in the hospital for like 10 days with a, in a coma and, you know, we were given hope and then, uh, you know, she didn't make it. So, mm-hmm. um, and then my grandmother, she was like a, a second mom to me. She died of a massive heart attack a couple of years ago. And then, you know, I had stuff going on. My son had respiratory issues. And there was a couple times in the middle of the night where I had to call 911 because he was like barely breathing. Um, and mine is more of like um, health anxiety is what I have. So I'm like terrified of dying. I'm terrified of, mm. you know, people around me dying and stuff because I've, you know, just had to deal with it so much. Um, and then, you know, losing my mom and my grandmother never even compared to what I had to deal with with my son because that was just like a whole nother level. But oh, um, I, can, I, I remember, I mean, when my yeah. daughter, my, Madeline just turned two, she was in the hospital, University of Maryland mm-hmm. for it was 14 days for this uh, uh, an ear infection that was getting worse and worse to the point where she had this big growth behind her left ear that was just oh, growing and shit and they finally had to like they were tr- they kept, kept they kept their um, admitted ob- you know observation in the pediatric wing it was just the worst no one wants to see their kid let alone their a kid two, like that you know, yeah two, i mean yeah in a like room losing... in a bed with an iv in them all day long and then when they right. get up and go play they gotta go with an iv still in them and they had to like it's it was the worst like i just wanted to the switch same... roles with her right and that's around the same age my son was too so i definitely feel that i can but, um... that's what my point is I, I but yeah it. but then you know my anxiety brought out my um svt which is super ventricular tachycardia, which is basically like when my anxiety sets in, my heart goes insane and it just starts beating like really, really fast. Mm-hmm. So you have to do mm-hmm. like maneuvers to get it to like stop. So now I'm on blood pressure medicine for that. Thanks. But um, 
But um, yeah, I mean, it's just I've sitting there watching him have those episodes in the show. I mean, it, it literally it makes my palms sweat and it makes makes me like feel that because I've felt it so many times before. And um, I, I just I've always related so much to the show because of that. And I, I think that it's just awesome that they they went and they did this. Um, and it's it's just good for people to do it and and i think what he said too is just you know check on i can't remember his exact words but he said you know check on your neighbor check on your friend check on your family and i i think that that needs to be said more often because it's yeah. definitely something that is out there and, and needs to be dealt with you yeah. know in the public eye a little bit more i agree yeah, i agree too it, like mental health is such a taboo thing uh you know and it's been getting better but I feel like just people don't want to broach the subject. So it's pretty awesome because, you know, you think of how many people could be either helped or saved. Uh, right. And their health improved. Because with a lot of people, I think it's a pride thing. I don't know. Because it's like you, a lot of people that are depressed do the best job in the world of covering it up. And you'll never know. I mean, look I, at Chester Bennington. Yeah, I think part of it is like the boomer mentality of like, yeah, the anxiety, get over it. Just go do stuff. And it's like, it's not like right. that. If it's in your head, it's in your head. I mean, it right. is what it is. You feel you how you feel. You can't help it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, I mean, you could be the happiest person on earth, but you could be fighting demons. You know, you never know. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's pretty awesome. And I just, I've only watched the first season of Ted Lasso. Um, but I'll just say, like, I just like the show because it's just so uplifting. Like, you know, you watch a lot of sitcoms and there, it's just so much sarcasm and just mm -hmm. detrimental humor and stuff like that. Whereas Ted Lasso, like you watch and you laugh, it's funny and you care about the characters. But Ted Lasso is just like such an uplifting guy, and the show just puts you in such a good or puts me puts me in such a good mood. Right after like, each I, episode, like it's just such a shining light. Like it, it's what I think a lot of sitcoms should strive to be with with good characters you care about, and you actually feel good after watching it. Yeah, yeah. We're, I agree we're not with that. Everybody you're not putting everybody down. Like, it's just such a good show. Like, it, like literally, uh, we signed up for a trial for Apple just to watch that show. <laughs> That's Same, the only yeah. reason. <laughs> Same. And I saw, like, a meme the other day, and it was, like, watching that comedy Ted Lasso, and then it showed, like, you know, scenes from the show that are, like, fucking heartbreaking that you, like, <laughs> you're breaking down crying. It's, like, so much for this comedy, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. I, could, I just want to say one more thing too. We can move on. I remember, um, or Jocelyn, you mentioned about being scared of like death and everything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, check out our episode Dark City. I actually told a very in-depth personal story about my little. I called it my death phase when I was younger. So if you haven't heard that episode yet, my story time was my death story. I got a little up close and personal that episode. So just wanted to reference that. That's all. If you wanted to hear my death story, check out. Dark City. Um, oh, well, I, I wanted to say one more time. Um, okay. I don't, I'm not going to try to say that I have crippling anxiety because I 100% don't. I don't deal with this on a daily, daily basis. I don't even deal with this on a weekly basis. But, like, I have felt, like, deep-ridden anxiety before. Like, you know, sometimes when I'm at work, sometimes when I'm at home or whatever. It's probably happened maybe 10, 15 times in, my, in the past, like, few years in particular. But, like, it's, it is the worst it, it's one of those things where you feel like everything is like caving in on you and you're just too trepidatious to like reach out and tell somebody about it so like i just i feel very very bad for people that like deal with that kind of stuff but 
it's just hard to like put into perspective like to reach out or say something you know what i mean so it's just i think just, one i'm trying i'm just trying to urge people like i i i don't get it fully but like just you gotta like it's it's anxiety if you don't want to go through the hassle of telling someone like i mean telling like a doctor or going through that hassle or insure whatever the reason may be you just don't like doctors or psychiatrists you don't trust them you don't want to do it you don't want to go through the hassle whatever it may be all right you have friends we all do you have family tell them and and i get that but i'm just friends and family for reasons I'm just trying to put the shoe on the other foot. You know what I mean? For people that don't right. understand it, it's hard to like right. reach out and say something. You know what I mean? So like just. But at the very end, at the very least, phone a friend. Well, Seriously. I was going to pick up on what Jocelyn tell said. Somebody. And I, I say it all the time. Like just reach out to your loved ones. Tell them how much they mean to you. Like just ask them about how they're doing, how their day's been, how their week's going. You know what I mean? Like I can't explain that enough. Even if you think somebody is at the tip of their life, like still reach out and say something like, hey, you know, just thinking about you. Hope you're doing well. So. Yeah, I mean, like the slightest little thing could just, you know, boost somebody's day and you don't even really realize like how much it can affect them, you know? Right. All right. um, Justin, I'm actually looking forward to talking about your topic. I got to follow that. 15 minutes of depression. Really it's kind of it. fitting. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of fitting, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> it um, kind of makes sense. Yeah, so I, I don't really have a a big dog in this fight one or the other. I just I didn't, really didn't see a lot of interesting things to talk about, and this was the, the one that leapt out the most. But um, I guess with his new movie coming out, which I can't even remember what it's called, but Zach Braff has uh, a new movie he directed coming out. And uh, I guess he's getting asked about or just volunteering opinions on Garden State. Yeah, are you talking about and, a good um, person? The movie is what's that? Like that? A good person. It was in my top ten most anticipated films of this year. Oh, is it really okay? Um, it was. I, if I can go back and redo that list, yeah. it'll be like on my top fifteen, maybe at this point. Yeah, and like garden state was a movie and this seems to be the rap one and i didn't realize that everybody else felt this way too but like garden state when it first came out i was like that's a that was a great movie like i really really liked it Mm -hmm. and then i've watched it again within the past five years and i'm like that's actually a pretty lousy movie and that seems to be kind of like everybody else seems to have kind of gone through that same not not everybody, but a lot of people have seemed to have gone through that same transition where they they liked it at one time and now it, it just hasn't aged well for some reason. Um, I'm not sure what everybody else's reason was. I just found it very annoying in a way that I didn't 20 years ago. I didn't. Yeah. I, I saw it when it first came out on DVD because I was working on yeah, Blockbuster. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it when right. it first came out on DVD. Um, that said. I was a big fan of it when it came out. It was one of those movies where, like, it was a, it was the cool hip indie movie. You know, yeah. it started off with one of my favorite songs of of all time. You know, fucking Coldplay, um, "Don't Panic," and I thought the film was just great. That was almost twenty years ago. I actually have not had that moment to rewatch it and revisit it, so I really can't tell you if it's a bad movie or not. I can only tell you that I saw it 15, 15, yeah, 15, what am I talking about? 18, 19 years ago, whenever, two, yeah, it was 20 years ago, and I really liked it. 
I have watched it about three times. Two or three times I saw it. Haven't seen it since. Um, so that's my story on Garden State. That's where I stand on that movie. Yeah, I'm Although I'm a Justin. real big fan. Even though he didn't direct it, a few years later, he did a movie called... Um, the, 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 oh my God. The Last Kiss. Fucking love that movie. Actually, to- Tony Goldwyn directed that movie. Um, the actor. And, and I actually thought that Braff directed it for a long time for whatever reason, but he didn't. He ended up just being the star. And it kind of reminds me Yeah, it looked almost like a, a quasi-sequel to Garden State. Sort of, but it doesn't deal with <laughs> mental stuff. It deals with just right. real-life stuff, you know, being an, an adult and shit like that and just dealing with growing up and, and getting over, you know, just, just stop being childish and shit and being a man and being an adult. That's what the movie's point is, the purpose of it. I've always been a big fan of it. And I actually watched it just a couple years back and it still holds up to me. So, hey, Harold Ramis too shows up in that movie for a couple good scenes. So, anyway, um, that that's my take on Garden State. I have not went back. Um, so, I mean, maybe I should. So, yeah, I, that's all. I just say I'm with Justin. <laughs> like I, I did. I've watched it twice. I saw it back when it was relatively new, and I was never a big fan. I I thought it was just okay. Uh, like it, it's not in my wheelhouse anyway. But it was fine. Uh, I was a big Zach Braff fan back in the day, especially with Scrubs. Like Scrubs is one of my all time favorite uh, sitcoms. So I, I've always been a fan of his, and I rewatched it. You know, maybe five six years ago, something like that. And oh god, yeah, it is just yeah, it is bad. Like, what's bad about it? it? Let me ask you guys this question: What's bad about it? What should I praise myself for? It's just skin deep. It's just quirky to be quirky, and it's just such a product of its time. There's just so many movies that are just better. Like, it's not indicatively a terrible movie. I just think I've seen so many of those type of quirky indie type movies that came after it. It kind of soiled that one. And I'm just like, I don't want to see that anymore. I don't want to go back to that time period. It's not movies <laughs> I liked. It's not something I look fondly back on. And that just takes me back there. And I'm just like, oh, dear God, I don't it's, need another it's, one. It's him, Natalie Portman, and Peter Skarsgård? Yeah. Yeah. Skarsgård? Yeah. Skarsgård. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's just weird, like, how of the moment that movie is in retrospect. Like, it it didn't like it reminds me almost of like going back and watching like um like car wash or just something from the late 70s that just feel like like you know six months after those movies came out they were kind of dated yeah um that that's that's how garden state like garden state is in that like and i don't feel that way about a lot of movies uh, that have been come out in like the past 30 years but for some reason that one just really i don't know what it was about it um. Yeah, it just—it's very it stuck in time. Cause it is. It doesn't it, it? It's mediocre. That's the yeah. worst thing a movie can be. Natalie mediocre. Portman's character. What does she have? She has something. That's all I remember. Really, is about. She has a condition, isn't it? Like bipolar or something. Yeah, something like that. I I can't quite remember. Or, or, or a compulsive liar or something like that. I don't know. I vaguely remember her having some sort of condition. Or like manic depressive. But it's it's something that makes her just act quirky in a way. Yeah, that yeah that's all I remember about it. Probably wouldn't really weird. act in real life. It doesn't delve into that at yeah. all. Like yeah. It's just skin deep. It's a character trait, essentially. Yeah. That's all it is. That became like the kind of 
the joke manic pixie girl portrayal for a reason like it makes sense why that's kind of like people point at that and laugh so maybe like the the issue with the film all in all is what you said justin uh, it's a product of its time essentially and that that could be a bad thing i guess weirdly yeah. so yeah like i i don't know it's it's weird how that movie just aged so poorly like i can't point to any specific thing and go here's why it's just i don't know if i was a different that i mean i know i was a different yeah i guess person. it could I depend on who, what different? kind of person yeah. you were in 2004 yeah I, I just enjoyed movies that seem to be sort of down to earth and deal with people my age or, or or in in a way that i could relate to and for some reason i felt like i related to that movie at the time but now i look back on it and i'm just like yeah that was, that was not like that at all i, don't know. I felt I, like everybody related to the garden state when that came yeah. out because there was a lot of my friends favorite movies too during that time like a lot of people were into that movie it was like the hit movie to be into it was garden state it was just kind of like, you know, people in their late 20s listening to good music and going to parties and getting right. high and, and trying to get laid and just bitching about how bad their life sucked. And it's like that that is where I was at at that point in time. So it was like, OK, it's cool to see a movie that does that in, in an intelligent way, not a way where they're looking down on the characters. But, you know, I guess I it's safe to say I grew out of that. And looking back on it now, I'm just like. Man, what a bunch of assholes. Like, I just don't want to spend time with those people. I just hope I don't go back and rewatch this movie and, like, it just nostalgia, you know, overfills me or whatever. It just completely takes me over. And maybe I just, yeah, whatever. Like, ah, I mean, if it, if be a it, defender that's what you or something. get out of it, that's fine. I don't know. We'll see. We, we shall see. Jocelyn, where are you at on Garden State? Uh, it's been so long since I, I mean, <laughs> I remember liking it at the time, but like, uh-huh. I understand what Justin's saying. Like, maybe I was a different person back then. I was, like, fresh out of high school. Kind of like what I said earlier. It's like, I guess it depends on who you were in 2004. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't mind going back and doing a rewatch of it or, you know. Yeah, but I know I will it's be It's been soon. so long. I yeah. definitely love Zach Braff. I, I love, um, like I Corey I said, love I love. Zach Braff, though. I love Scrubs. I, like, I could watch that nonstop. I think I've seen, like, three episodes of that show entirely. It's really good. But, um, Nothing against it. Just too many television shows. Ain't got yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I definitely feel that. You gotta just pick them. You know, everyone's got their their, their shows and shit, and that's that's that. Uh, I don't know. Um, Andrew, have you ever seen Garden State? In 2004, I was the type of dude that had never seen Garden State. 19 years later, in 2023, I'm a guy that still has not seen Garden State. Right. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, nor what is so controversial <laughs> about it. No, maybe you, maybe I, you should recommend however it. However, I recommend one. it. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Anyhow, my weekly recommend this week is Garden State. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Andrew, uh, why don't you talk about, since you're talking, come on, what are you bringing to the table? You already did. Oh, shit. Well, who brought up? Oh, Corey, you're up then. My bad. My talk about it again. I'll talk about it again. <laughs> no, no. The Brooklyn Wizard is still putting out a new movie. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought? Sorry about that. Cool, you're up. Yeah, so my topic is a pretty simple one. It was just a little article that popped up, and I had to talk about it. Hell yes. Um, So, uh, in Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, uh, the actor's name is Rolf Saxon. He'll be returning as William Donlow. So anybody who's seen the first Mission Impossible movie will remember William Donlow. 
Yep, we just had an episode on it, so that's why it was fresh in my mind. He's oh, yeah. the guy that works in the vault that they have to poison. Who can't look uh, upward for some reason. Yeah, and he doesn't look up. He doesn't he's, see Tom Cruise he's hanging. Got no peripheral vision whatsoever. Yeah, he's got it, Tom Cruise is hanging two feet above him, and he doesn't notice, but, you know, that's okay. But, yeah, I just love, I don't bad. know why, William Donlow is just such a memorable character because it's just such a nothing role. Like, it could be any actor in there. It could be any any person but just the way like when he verifies like William Donlow like I will never forget that like I will never forget the name I'll never forget the character like when he gets sick and comes out of the bathroom it's just such a memorable little throwaway performance and I think it's so awesome that you know the span of all these movies they're finally bringing him back in Dead Reckoning 2 you know maybe they'll break into his house or something and Tom Cruise will hang right beside him and he won't notice (laughs) <laughs> and the first, earth, it, like, first of all, know, it's just funny. It's fucking awesome that Donald's coming back. I love it. And, uh, it's also you should mention it's it's for part two of, of Dead Reckoning because oh, yeah, I feel two. like they're bringing everyone back. Like all the OGs are coming back. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they brought back fucking John Voight and, and Emilio Estevez for this fucking last hoorah. But you know, while that's awesome as shit, I don't know if I mentioned this in the episode or not, but. Um, Every for the every time I think of the actor who plays Donlow, this this Rolf Saxon, I always get him confused with the guy who gets his nose bitten off from the penguin in Batman Returns because they kind of yeah. have similar like looks and shit. Like I always get them two guys confused. I still do. So that's awesome though. I mean, I, like I said, I feel like they're bringing a lot of people back for this Mission Impossible film. Of course, you know, we talked about the. Most most anticipated films of the year. This is my number one. Like I can't wait for this movie. Or not. The, actually, part one is my number one. Part two is yeah. next year. It was high on my list too. I, I'm excited. If I love the franchise. Part two even comes out next year. Like who knows? I think they might wait for another year for this one. Don't wait too long though. Yeah, there's a lot of movies know. wrapping. Up. I mean, there's a lot of franchises wrapping up. You got this. You got the Fast franchise wrapping up. I feel like there's another one that I'm neglecting to mention right now that's wrapping up as well, but like franchises are just coming to an end. Ah, originality in Hollywood. Gotta love it. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's it. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else is excited about Donlow, but it'll be a fun little Easter egg <laughs> I know for we the are. Uh, new movie. Yep. Hell yeah, can't wait. All right, Kinetically well. speaking, I just can't believe this guy's even coming back. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like that's such a yeah. Obscure... What role is he gonna serve? Like what purpose? What role? Like what's it gonna be? Like I remember Ethan Hunt thirty years ago. He duped me, got me sick, and I'm still I I still can't get over that shit. <laughs> I, what is it? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I Maybe he'll be taking a shit, and Ethan Hunt will like sneak above him. What is this Golden Eye? Like yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on now to uh, coming attractions. Coming soon to theaters. Yeah, coming attractions. That's right. We got one trailer to talk about this week, and that is the quote-unquote final trailer for Renfield. You mean Nosferatu? Mr. Renfield, welcome. I am Dracula. You will make a very good assistant. No! He's evil. We will protect you. You have the word of the most trusted institution on Earth. The Catholic Church. Ah! 
Your sole purpose in life is to serve me. Now, let's eat. I just want a normal life again. God bless you, Mr. Renfield. Oh, God bless you, nuns. You're a hero. Robert Montague Renfield. Let me explain. I work for Dracula. Count Dracula? It's the real Dracula! Some call me the Dark One. Others, the Lord of Death. <laughs> so you bring him people to eat? Well, I do other stuff. Like what? Wash his cape? No. The cape is dry clean only. Strictly. Yeah, I'm aware this is fly, yeah. You've got nothing such a bad guy, but you're never really gonna be free until you face him. I will no longer tolerate Abuse. <laughs> I deserve happiness. Please explain something to you. You deserve only suffering. I will unleash an army of death. Everyone you care about will suffer because you betrayed me. We have to stop him before sunset. And someone's like, it's okay, I've seen way worse. Everything I saw you do today is gonna be my way worse. It's my least favorite part of the job. Yeah, I don't know what to think of this. I really don't. I'm still... I don't know. I, I, I don't know about this movie in general. And this, this final trailer, or whatever you want to call it, it's to me it's the second trailer, but okay, final. I don't know how to feel about this. In one hand, I was hyped for Nicolas Cage being Count Dracula, but then after I saw that first trailer, and believe me, I've been to many movies recently. In any movie theater, I, any doesn't matter what theater or what movie it is, I see this fucking trailer gets played. So I've seen this trailer for Renfield like at least 15 goddamn times. I'm tired of seeing it. So this new one was kind of like a breath of fresh air in a sense, but I'm still, I, I don't know how to feel about this movie. Justin, how much, uh, I know you really could care less about this movie, so help me out here, brother. Where, where are you at on this trailer? Did you even watch it? Yeah, I watched it. I, well, I was like you. When I heard that Nicolas Cage was playing Dracula, I'm like, that could be very interesting. I was excited. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that first trailer and it's just like, yeah, fuck this. Like, and the thing about it that bothers me, like this trailer looked a little bit better. There was a little bit more emphasis on some of the humor. Um, right. And if it was that, I- I'm not a big fan of horror comedies. Um, yeah. I mean, there's been done some, to death, especially vampires. There's some I like, but yeah, just as a whole, it's not a genre that I'm a big fan of. But I was willing to give it a go, but then they have to mix in like it's an action movie on top of it like with like karate and like bullet time and it's like ah, that just took me right out of like i don't and on top of I, all of it you got to add aquafina to the goddamn mix and i don't know yeah, about I mean, you I guys really but I, her, her, her stick was done to me and after the second movie i saw her in yeah but uh like i don't understand what it is with like taking hard type things like i didn't watch wednesday but my my youngest and my wife did so 
they'd have it on and I'd see bits and pieces here and there. And there was like a scene where I think they were in a diner or something. And like Wednesday gets into a fight with some bullies and it turns into like a Kung Fu movie. And I'm just like, what the fuck is what? going on? Like, okay, why? Who wants to see a horror movie with like a sudden Kung Fu scene? I just, I don't understand it. Like, I love horror movies. I love karate movies, but I, I, Unless it's specifically like a, a kung fu horror movie, like why would you just have people knowing how to fight like that in the middle of a horror thing? It just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't understand that that sort of modern sensibility of blending those two genres the way that they do. It's just I think it my, seems kind of lazy to me. I don't know. I think my biggest issue with this movie is the confusion on the genre because when I watched this trailer, that's another thing that came to my mind after I watched it. Actually, I watched it twice just because I was just, I wanted to get a sense for this conversation because I still, I just can't come to anything. But I will say this, like I'm confused with, is it an action movie? Is it a comedy? Is it a horror movie? Like, what the fuck is this? What is it well, supposed to be? It, it, that's how I you saw know three genres in this trailer, okay? It's not good. It, that's how you know it's going to be a piece of shit because it's obviously like some, like, it looks like a movie movie that wasn't made by artists. It looks like a movie that was made by a studio executive who said, Actually, "All right, did make this movie. We, we got to get we got to get some horror elements. We got to get some comedy elements. We got to get some action. So that way, if you're not a horror fan, maybe the action will, will grip you. And if you're not an action fan, maybe the comedy. Like they're trying to make something that appeals to everybody rather than just making an interesting movie. So I'll I'll probably never watch this piece of garbage. And see, I am on the opposite end here. Because <laughs> I thought this was going to be like a cheesy ripoff of like what they do in the shadows, which I love. It's one of my favorite movies, shows of all time. So I like the horror comedy thing that they do um, with that. So I'm excited about this movie. I thought, like I said, I thought it was going to be like a cheesy ripoff of it. But after I saw the second trailer, it made me like it more. And my daughter keeps asking to go and see it, and I'm kind of sad that it's rated R because I I was Is I would have taken her. Yeah, I was shocked. It didn't oh. seem like I don't. Maybe it's like because of the gore or something like that. I don't know. But well, he does. Holy shit! Yeah. Robert Kirkman has a story credit for this movie. Yeah, I saw that somewhere. Holy today. shit! All right. Yeah, but I'm. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this movie. I love Nicholas Holt and. I mean, I like Nick Cage on occasion, so. I've actually been digging these, like, villainous roles Nicholas Holt's been doing. Like, uh, what was that film with Angelina Jolie um, that he did last year? Um, God, yeah, the fire it. movie. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, if you like him as a villain. Those Who Wish Me Dead. Yeah. That, like and and the, the menu, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like him as a villain, though, you would love him in the show The Great on Hulu. Called what? The Great. The Great. It's with, um... Oh, God, I can't remember her name. Uh, are you thinking of Ellie Fannin? Yes, Ellie Fannin. sister? Yeah. Yeah. She plays Catherine the Great, but he is her husband. Oh, it's He's... one of them shows. Yeah, it is, but they use... It's kind of like when they did Marie Antoinette, they use, like, mm -hmm. updated, like, music, modern-day music and stuff, but it's great. He uh, He's such a dick in that show, but he's hilarious 
Like he plays that's like the first thing I've seen him in where he's played like a, a like a villainous character. But um yeah, I mean just I give thought, it a try. I, I thought think he was one like of the it. best things about that movie I was just talking about, those who wish me dead. Like he played a bad ass, like a like hitman, like villain, like him and his fucking father, Aiden Gillen from fucking the, of course the wire, Carcetti and, and uh what's his face from Game of Thrones? Um Littlefinger. Littlefinger, thank you. Oh yeah. Yeah, they they they, they played a father son like hitman duo like sort of thing, like hired for kill. It's it's pretty badass actually. Huh. And the finale's pretty cool too, so but I, I don't know, just something about him in particular as like a villain, like as like this like straight shooter, like dick, like he's kind of like the way he is in the menu. He's come a long way from warm bodies. That's for he's, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll say he's come a long way from about, from about a, boy. a boy. Yeah, see. <laughs> oh shit! So, um, look, I'm not gonna sit here and talk like I'm not gonna see this movie because I will, you know. I pretty much see anything these days. Uh, which reminds me, I gotta, I gotta go check out that Willem Dafoe film inside this week. Yeah, I forgot that came out last week. So, But anyway, um, I digress. Renfield, I'll see it. I'll report back, you know. But like I said, my biggest issue with the film is the, the, the gender misidentity. It doesn't know what it wants. Not gender, or genre misidentity. <laughs> Shut up. It's late. The genre. The film was a girl. <laughs> Are you serious? Fuzzy Wuzzy was a woman? Oh. All I'm saying is I was anticipating this film. Then I saw the first trailer and it kind of deterred me. I'm not going to watch any more trailers. I'm just going to watch the movie when it comes out. How about this? I'll take the ball for everyone. Actually, no, because Jocelyn wants to see it legitimately. So Jocelyn and I will go see it and we'll report back. Okay. Okay. Closing the book on that chapter. Let's Sounds open up good. another one with uh, Weekly Recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? All right. Andrew, you want to go first? So this week, I... Don't you do it. <laughs> Don't you fucking do it. I'm requesting Stan and Ollie. It's a 2018 drama comedy <laughs> film. It's an hour and 37 minutes long. Motherfucker's PG, but it's got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Look, I don't know shit about Lauren Hardy. But I've heard about them. <laughs> there, there, there are guys that did black and white movies, and they probably had a shakeup. And apparently, that's what this film is about. And they come back together, and they do things, and they got health issues, and so on and so forth. I don't know anything about this film, but it looks cool. Things. It looks cool. All right. That'll the film the that I'm actually, they said that. It looks cool. The film that I'm actually recommending is Drive. Uh, I just watched Drive oh, the other day, dude. That's funny so as shit. So fucking good, man. Oh, I watched my second sight 4K copy. It looks so beautiful when I watched that. And I was like, oh, this movie's so good. I mean, we could consider uh, this like an art house film in a way. It right? can be considered a lot of things. And yes, art house is definitely one of them. I will uh, praise the fuck out of that movie. I no just remember shame. loving the fuck out of this movie when I first saw it. And, you know, I watched it not too, too long ago. And I still thoroughly enjoy it. Um... If you've never seen it, it's about a driver. Uh, he's, it's about a stuntman, actually, who moonlights as a getaway driver for criminals. And I won't spoil anything else, but it's just a fucking magnificent film. The director's. The acting, the fucking cinematography, that yeah, soundtrack. The, the, the cinematography, especially, is just out of this fucking world. Nicholas Winding. Oh, fuck. What is that? Ren. 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 Yeah. Ren. Okay. It's, it's, I'm. 
I'm not a huge fan of his, but I say that because I've not seen a whole lot of his movies. I've seen Bronson. Bronson's very good. Um, I didn't hear a whole lot of good things about Only God Forgives, but no movie sucks. I, you know, I love I, Only God Forgives. I, I, I love Only Forgives. It's it's so <laughs> over the top with the violence yeah, and shit. I think it's a masterpiece. I love it. But yeah, I mean, the films. I think it's an absolute masterpiece. Honestly, it's one of my favorite films in the past like twenty years. So if you haven't seen Drive, I highly recommend you to do it. And after you're done watching that film and you realize how good that soundtrack is. I highly recommend you go and listen to the soundtrack because it does the film so much justice. And they're just good-ass fucking songs. I, I second mean, all of that. <laughs> it, Ryan Gosling... Does all, his, uh, does all uh, his soundtracks. They're all good. 2011 Ryan Gosling was the shit. He was fucking awesome. Between this, Crazy Stupid Love, he did The Eyes of March, and then A Place Beyond the Pines. Like, oh, those fucking movie. movies. I was gonna say, A Place Beyond the Pines is... Holy fire, shit! So. Yeah, that's the movie that made me a Ryan Gosling fan because I I never used to like him, and then like after watching that, I was like, I gotta just fucking admit the guy's good. That was one of the last movies at one of the movie thons, right? The surprise film. Yes. Thanks to Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. All right, Corey, what are you gonna recommend? I'm going to recommend the 1995 comedy classic, Bushwhacked. Um, <laughs> I'm, it is such a terrible movie. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, um, you know it, it's, it's Marv. Marv is a, a camp, or not a camp, a Boy Scout uh, counselor. Like He's basically a small-time criminal who pretends to be um, a Boy Scout counselor that takes a group of Boy Scouts out into the wilderness Hijinks ensue, and I I just love the movie. It's it's so nineties. It's so bad, uh, but it takes me back to my childhood, and I just had such a good time watching it the other day. I picked it up at um like the thrift store for like two dollars on DVD, and I just had to give it a watch. So I'm I'm just such a huge fan. Uh, Daniel Stern is awesome. Uh, you know he's basically playing like Marv again, but uh, just with Boy Scouts. And it, it's pretty entertaining. And then you get like uh, Joel Polito or not Joel, John, John Polito in there is one of my favorite character actors. He plays like a, a criminal uh, pretending to be an FBI agent. So it, it it's a dumb movie. But if you're a kid of the 90s, I don't think you can go wrong with it. it it's it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, like, you know, it, it's, it wasn't a Disney film, but it was like a, it was like the kids' '90s film, like you said. And yeah, like this. In the vein of like heavyweights. Heavyweights. Like I was about to say heavyweights. Yeah, not as good as heavyweights, but in that. Vein. No, no, no. Nothing's as good as heavyweights. Heavyweights is fucking classic. So, I wanted to say something else, but I forgot what it was. It just it it I slipped my mind. So, I. Who wants to go next, Jocelyn? Jocelyn. Sure. Jocelyn wants to go next. Sure, I'll go next. Um, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about my uh, weekly recommendation. It's just something I had been sleeping on for a couple weeks, and it's Andrew's favorite video game of all time. But um, The Last of Us. I mean, I know. It's... <laughs> Did you hear that, Andrew? I think she's mocking you. <laughs> yeah, I think he left. He said I'd be right back. Even though though he hasn't even been really (laughs) talking about it, like (laughs) you're acting like he's been saying it like nonstop. Funny thing though is, well, the fact that he keeps saying it's my favorite video game of all time. I think he said it like 20 times. He's he's happy. He's he takes pride (laughs) in having a favorite. 
Yeah. And well, I mean, I, I actually got him to watch the first episode on Monday. Well, not got him to watch it. It's not like I didn't mean to put it that way. He's been wanting to watch it, but he wanted to wait until the season was over so he could just binge. Even though we're yeah. not binging because we watched one episode and now we're gonna wait till next week to watch the second one. Defeats gotcha. the purpose. But anyway, he finally watched it, liked it. So. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I can't I agree. Why... I couldn't agree more with you. By the way, I fucking yeah. love that first season. And Sucks I get we gotta wait why... so long for part two, but whatever. And I get why it's like drawn more people in. Like I, I get it, cause like I, I never played the video game. Um, I watch Doctor Disrespect on YouTube like almost every single day that he streams, and I watched him do like a gameplay of it, and I mm -hmm. thought it was great. I mean, just like oh yeah, I didn't see the whole thing, but when I would see him play, probably probably about like seventy five percent of it, I I've watched him play. Um, it's so definitely like interests me i was curious about it and everything i play video games almost every single day so um it's definitely up my alley but um it's so good so fucking good and um i'm not a big fan of the actress that plays ellie um i Bella do have Ramsey. to say that yeah she, she's I hit mean, or miss she's good in game of thrones it's like a uptight little kid like a bad bitch type thing but like i don't know it's like sometimes i'm just kind of like i think know, she's fucking out, great but... i just think she looks nothing like her video game counterpart at all yeah but pedro pascal jesus the range of emotion that he is able to do is just like he does something he, he at the makes end... you feel what he feels yeah it's crazy yeah he does something or rather says something at the very end of the penultimate episode that just fucking it, it brought a tear to my eye, and I don't think anyone else could deliver that line, and just everything that went be that was just behind what he said and how he said it and the timing of him saying it, like it was just perfect. I was All like, right, God damn, I love this are we show. We talking about the Last of Us again? Yeah, yes, but Andrew, don't you like the video Is game? Is it your <laughs> favorite video game? Dude, it's such a good game. <laughs> Look what you started. We're busting no, your balls, I, I watched the first episode finally, so I'm starting to get into it. We we watched we watched the first episode Friday night, and because Greg it. wasn't really like into watching it, he was kind of like like you know like hit or miss with it. But I watched it, and I was like, God, like I want to I want to see what happens next, you know. Yeah. So we ended up watching. Um, what's it Wednesday? Yeah. So every day this week we've watched uh, a different episode. So we're up to episode five now. So mm. I'm excited tomorrow for Greg to wake up so we can watch the next one before he goes to work. <laughs> wake but up. It's, it's, I know, right? It's great though. It's funny though. Like he'll get up and I'll like, I'll have it set up. Like you ready? I can say it. Like play? he opens up his eyes. The first thing he sees is like you in his face, like rise and shine <laughs> episode six. Like playing in pots and pans, trying to get him to wake up. I've already yeah. made the coffee. Let's go. <laughs> And Frank and Bill, man, I'm not saying anymore. Yeah, dogs. Andrew hasn't gotten that yet, damn. but yeah, yeah, I know. But so Jesus, good. and I don't, I don't know, know who if Frank that's... is, but I know who Bill is, so we'll get to that. Okay, because I have questions. Because I don't, I like I said, I don't. He ain't gonna be able to answer them because it's totally exclusive this. to the show. Okay, gotcha. Never mind. Frank that's is a nobody in the game. About. I mean, yeah, he's, he's in it, but he's, he's a dude it's... that hangs. But Justin, I know you gave. He wanted to hang. Let him fucking hang there. That's right. He wanted to hang out. Justin, I know you gave up on it, but I don't know. I, I kind of feel like we have a lot of the same, you know, 
similar taste in like music or not music like movies and shows and stuff but i i think you should give it a try like just give it a second chance it, you it's both good. Are full of hot takes together yeah i, like I, said, I, I think I just, you like it a lot I just, it's sl- I it is like slow committing to, I, yeah i don't feel like, i just don't want to commit to do show it. you don't want to commit to anything man he's not and a I'm fan just of right. commitment um, yeah i that get genre. that like i just i didn't see enough that like you already put if a it makes you feel about the commitment if it makes you feel better, I've never seen a single episode of The Walking Dead because everybody hyped it so much. Me and me and Ed have had this conversation for years. I've never even get it a chance because nobody shut the fuck up about it. And I was like, you nope, and I'm done. Fucking it's ten years ago, best. Ed got into that a lot. Yeah. I this, this version of me could get I gave you my first season on Blu-ray because I was like I bought it with hopes to watch it and then i was like fuck oh, that that's Here, where Ed, i came you can from have it. shit <laughs> i watched like six or seven seasons like i was i was into that show for a while because i just i always loved zombies but i'm just like so burnt out like if you told 13 year old me that i'd be burnt down on zombies someday i'd be like get the fuck out of here season but, like, seven I, was I, mean, I gave up on it john the dead's my favorite movie like i can't stand zombie movies but i enjoy like the comedy of it but that's why I think I like The Last of Us because I'm enjoying the story and right. and you know the relationship between the two people. I get it. I was that felt like I'm a following. Walking Dead spinoff to me. That's why I was like, I, I don't need any more of this. I, I got enough yeah. of this. No, I mean besides the occasional anxiety when shit's going down in the show, it's you know it's kind of crazy. But um, this the stories within the the show are are what I'm there for for sure. I was into The Walking Dead until I played The Last of Us, and I was like, nope. No, nope, <laughs> nothing compares. We're done here. <laughs> by the way, uh, after watching that first episode, how it ends with Never Let Me Down Again by Depeche Mode, I fucking loved it. Oh, yeah. That yes. was awesome. Oh, yeah. I've always loved that song, so it was so good to hear that As shit. As have play. I, yes. The song has always been a fucking, it's been my jam. And, and I like the joke about Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not in the game. So I was. I really love how they had her every moment. day. They wake her up and make her count to ten, and when she does, she's like five, six, seven, eight. Fuck you. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. It's, it's, it's good, good stuff. So that's my uh, weekly recommendation. Hopefully by next week I'll be done the series. Well, the the season. So. All right. I know I haven't went yet, but who else? There's one more person besides me. Uh, I haven't gone. All right. Me to go? Yeah, go on, man. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about a movie I just watched today, actually. Um, it's a movie I first heard of. I, I don't know how I did. It, it came out in like 2003, I want to say. Oh, um, shit. Oh, you know I saw your Twitter. I saw your Twitter account. <laughs> I knew this was so, coming. I don't know how I never heard of this until about me five neither. years ago. But, um... I finally didn't hear of it, and I was like, oh, my God, I think I have to watch that. And uh bought a copy and just never got around to it. It's been, like, just sitting in my collection for years. And for whatever reason, today was the day I broke it out. Um, talking about a movie called Tiptoes. <laughs> How <laughs> you've never else. heard of this film for as long as you, I mean, this is the infamous Tiptoes with Gary Oldman as a fucking little person. Yeah, I don't. I don't. How know did you how, not hear about this movie? I don't know why people don't talk about it every day. <laughs> it's one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is that 
Gary Ullman playing a little person is only like one of about 15 things that are just batshit crazy about it. You say a little person. Like he's like he's Tim a, Conway a playing dwarf. He's like on his knees, like you know. I mean, you they don't see his legs it. behind him. <laughs> like <laughs> he's like on his knees. It's like him, around. Kate Beckinsale, McConaughey. <laughs> How have I never heard of this movie? Patricia ever? Arquette. Patricia Arquette. That's the other one I was th- trying to think. Peter of. Dinklage. Sounds very anarchic. It is. It's yeah, just, Dinklage, it's a legit little person. Crazy. Yeah, and it doesn't make exactly. So I was about to say it doesn't make sense. Like they had, and it, and this was like Peter Dinklage when nobody knew who Peter Dinklage was. So the I'm station not agent say, Peter like, Dinklage. Right, exactly. It's not like he he was Game of Thrones <laughs> Peter Dinklage, and it would have made sense for him to be the star of the movie. But it's like you got to you, you like they're legitimate people. They could have done this. Why do you have Gary Oldman? Like even in 2003, pretty... like this was a terrible idea all around. I'm pretty sure Peter Dinklage actually came out and said that he would never play a role where he actually played a little person. Well, like his, his role in his, one of his most famous roles besides Game of Thrones, obviously. Elf, he's a little person. Being a, wait, run that by me again? He doesn't what? What did he say? <laughs> he said he would never. I just make play, sure I heard you right. What? He would never play a role that like. I don't know how to explain it. Where that he was the focus play the role of the little person, yeah, like as opposed to what focus. him playing a fucking NBA right. star. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to stop myself. Hold out for the role in the minute bowl biopic. What you said <laughs> he's gonna play Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like, yeah. in a fucking documentary. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but what Justin said, like, like it wasn't like the the focus of him. Like, he just wanted to play. No, a role I get, I get what you're saying. Like everybody oh, else, yeah. But it's like the people that are mad about uh, Brendan Fraser winning an Oscar because they're like, well, why didn't they just get a 680 pound guy? Because the there's role? so many like, of them out there in Hollywood. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> trying to promote this shit. But with this movie, they could have actually got somebody other than Gary Oldman to play the <laughs> oh, role. Yeah, like, it's a legitimate, a legitimate criticism in this movie. But like, it's just it, it, like Corey, you'll love it if you've never seen it. It's it's, it's like a loquitia. I feel like Corey movie. has yeah. seen oh, this. God. No, I've yeah. never seen it, but I've heard of it. I mean, it's infamous. it's amazing. It, like I just I just watch it with the biggest smile on my face for <laughs> the whole time. Like it, it's just cra- it's like Matthew McConaughey's character. Like he's essentially just like a normal guy, but I think he's a bigger psychopath in this movie than he was in Killer, Killer Joe. Joe. Like, his, his character just doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I'm, just, like, I'm just thinking of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Next Generation. Now yeah, that no, character, it's got like. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't we don't raise talk a, about that. He doesn't raise a hand to anybody in this movie, but I think it's the biggest psychopath he's ever played. It's just so funny. Like he just he, he's in, he's engaged to Kate Beckinsale, and she has and he's I'm, I'm jumping around. There's so much going on in this movie. So <laughs> he's the only quote unquote normal sized person in his family. The rest of his family are dwarf or dwarves. So he like he and Gary Oldman are brothers. And his parents are dwarves. He's like the only one who who didn't have that, uh, you know, uh, come out as a dwarf. He came out as a normal size. And um, so he's engaged to Kate Peckinsale. And like 
she has no idea. Like he keeps making excuses why she can't meet his family. <laughs> and it like it starts like the movie starts with him going to a, a, a little person convention. <laughs> it's just it's the craziest it's... fucking movie. <laughs> and he doesn't tell her. And like she just finds out and then uh and she's pregnant and like he wants her to get an abortion because and it and this is like supposed to be a lighthearted comedy, by the way. And like he wants her to get an abortion because he doesn't want to have a little person baby because of the, the physical ailments that like, you know, he lived through it with his family. So he kind of knows what it's all about, but like he, his character just gets progressively worse and worse and worse throughout the movie. And like at the beginning of the movie, you're kind of led to believe that he's good. He's like the, the audience's point of view of the movie. And he's just, he couldn't be, a worse person to guide you through this movie. It, it's just, it's unbelievable. You got to see it. If you've heard it's crazy, it absolutely lives up to everything you've heard about Believe it. the hype. Yeah, believe the hype. All right. I will recommend you checking out a movie called Two Evil Eyes. Now, this is a film that I've been eyeing up for the better part of four or five months now. At my local Why? FYE, a Hartford Mall, they have a 4K copy of it that I'm like, should I or shouldn't I? Kind of a blind buy, I guess. Um, it came out in 1990. I've always heard of it. It's one of those films where it's like I know the poster. I knew it was Georgie Romero and Dario Argento together doing like a... The way I look at it is it's, it's both of them each doing a story from Edgar Allan Poe. And it's in, it's like an extended edition of Tales from the Crypt, and it's got an all star cast. Well, for the genre all star cast, I say that all star term loosely. You got Harvey Keitel in one story, you've got Adrian Barbo, previous guest on the podcast, and um, E.G. Marshall, John Amos, and Tom Atkins. Fucking thrill me himself is in this. It's it's thrill me was my text message notification for like years. Thrill me. But anyway, it's got, it, it's, fuck, I, I posted about it on both the Twitter account and on my personal Facebook. It's just a movie that I watched it. The entire movie was just so good. Tom Savini has a cameo as a serial killer, but his main role is he did all the makeup and effects. And it is just, I just said, this movie's great. It is so good. Um... You know, they're both, like I said, Poe tales, and they're not your your typical Poe tales either. It's it's like it's not the Telltale Heart and shit like that. It's 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 different stuff. Uh, one involves a black cat, and the other one is a story about uh, being um, hypnotized. And that's all I'm gonna leave it at. Like I was so glad I picked this up. It's like this is a movie I took a complete gamble on, bought it blind, brought it home, actually watched it the same day. Instead of just throwing it in my collection and forgetting about it after a few weeks, like I usually do. Um, physical media, buyer's life. But no, the movie is just got all, it's got a, you know, it, it's, it's just, remember, it's, it's a 90s genre film. Okay, you gotta remember that. So when I say it's got a great script, I say that loosely. It's not like Goodfellas and shit like that. You know, this is, for a genre movie, this was very impressive. Like I was just, expecting a eh, let's see but i was highly impressed i gave it four stars on my letterbox like and i meant it too i actually went back and rewatched it just to make sure like you know it just wasn't just a case of me whatever like i just wanted to make sure that my my 
you know, thoughts were concrete, and they are. This is a great movie, underrated, you know, it's not really a highly talked about genre movie. But Two Evil Eyes, you know, I'm not going to lie, part of it is, you know, Poe, local Baltimore stuff. Uh, I just, I love anything Poe, but this is, like I said, this is not your typical Poe. It, it, it dwells, it does like some, some couple of deep cuts from uh, Poe's work, is what I wanted to actually say. So check it out, Two Evil Eyes, um, or don't. Otherwise, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, all right, well, that's going to be it for this week's Fury Cast. But before we get out of here, I want to remind everyone about our never-running collection of film effect content, which can be found over at the archive on our website, thefilmeffectpodcast.com, as well as all major podcast platforms. And if you're not following us on Facebook or Twitter, then what the hell are you doing? The Film Effect Podcast on Facebook, at Film Effect Pod on Twitter. Be sure to leave us an honest rating or review on Apple, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, or directly on our website. Next week, we return with weekly Film Effect episodes, beginning with Corey and I celebrate the 25th anniversary of the timeless classic, The Big Lebowski. So break out your westerly cardigans and prepare those white Russians, because it's going to be a good one. Trust us. And, uh... That's going to be it for this week's Furycast. Thanks again to my four co-hosts for all they do and to all of our listeners for staying true. And until next time, I am Ed. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Andrew. I'm Justin. And I'm Corey. This has been another episode of Furycast. Sean, take us home, brother. All right, gang. We're going to see you all again next time when those theater lights go dim and the opening credits begin to roll. This concludes our broadcast day.